Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. Throughout my career as a television journalist, video producer, PR professional, and educator, I've always been drawn to stories, stories about people and how they deal with change and embrace creativity. Hope you enjoy listening. Lavana Roth is a savvy thought leader who blends education, science, and psychology. She works with corporate and education experts about ways to connect, engage, and motivate. Hi, I'm Lavana Roth, and I have had the privilege of being an educator for 10 years. And now I actually stepped out of the classroom a while ago, about 12 years ago, and now I'm out consulting, speaking, working with educators and corporations, something I never planned on. And the name of your company is? Ignite Your Shine. Talk about your story. What got you out of the classroom and into not only the corporate world, but also uh, the educational landscape? Yes, it was, like I said, it was not anything I planned on at all. And so I was a teacher for 10 years and people kept saying to me, Lavana, you need to go into administration. You need to become an assistant principal to principal. And that never appealed to me, but I did go back and got my second master's in educational leadership. And I had a friend call me and she said, Lavana, you really need to take over my position. And I said, what is that? And she said, I'm Florida sales rep for Walden University. And I thought, well, that sounds great, but you know, I don't, I don't really like sales. Like, I'm not really interested. Bottom line is, I end up taking this job. I am promoted to regional manager of the Southeast, so I'm managing reps in five states. Again, never planning on it, but along the way, I'm learning sales, marketing, right, managing people, and that ended up going where I stepped away from it and did several other jobs. And the crazy part, Judy, is that everything that I look back on now plays a part in where I am in my business today. Like I couldn't see the journey, right? And at the time, even one time I was laid off and that was detrimental to me. And I kept thinking, oh my goodness. But now I understand everything led me to push me to the next thing. You know, so there's always that saying that, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. I truly, truly believe in that. And so I I just kept on this different path and trying to figure out who I was in that journey. And it involved a lot of changes, Um, but I've learned to welcome that in my life. There's so much that can come with that and learning that occurs and you you just have to change the lens of how you approach it. And so it ended up being where now I I go out and I speak all the time and I'm traveling the world. I speak internationally and mostly schools, but I also do corporate talks. And when I started Ignite Your Shine, it was literally to help students. And I wanted students to understand that they shine. Like every child is gifted. The question is how. And so I wanted them to embrace themselves and who they were. But what I didn't realize until people were coming up to me and saying, you have no idea how badly I needed this. And they were adults. Well, and, and your, your, your approach and your, and your focus is all science-based. Mm-hmm. So talk about that, because I think, um, you know, as far as the Gallup Strengths Coaching, I'm, I'm, I'm a Gallup Strengths Coach, and uh, you can see the transformation when you, when you tell people what their natural talents are. And you, you saw that in the classroom, and then you created that. Talk about your company and Shine and what that means, what that stands for. Yeah, so SHINE is, is an acronym, and SHINE is the letter stand S is all about self. So exactly what you just said with Gallup, Finder, I approach it a little bit different, but it all plays into the, the big picture of you looking at you. And I think people are very fascinated with learning about themselves. You know, Other people, yes, but more themselves. So S is all about self. And what I mean by that is it's about your strengths, gifts, skills, and talents. 
but it's also within that your mindset about you and your belief in who you are. And then when you get to H, H is heart. And we use that in place of the word passion because otherwise shine would have been spine. That wouldn't really work <laughs> as well. Wouldn't work. <laughs> no, would not be as, as great. No. So age is all about heart and that's about passion. And so we teach individuals to look for their strengths and their passions and then marry the two together. Because if one is missing, you're out of balance. All right. Then you get to I, because you can have this great package of S and H, right? Your strengths and your passions. But if you don't know how to stay inspired, let our eyes inspire, you're going to crumble. You're going to fall right? And it's also about inspiring others. When you get to end and is navigate, what do you do with all the greatness I just talked about? The point is to do something with why you're here, that your purpose and have that fulfilled life. And then E is exceptional because you're becoming the exceptional person you were meant to be, not anybody else who you were meant to be. And so we are all about taking this, all these different components and putting them together to find who you are. But back in the classroom, I knew I had won awards as a teacher at the school, county, and state level, but I couldn't tell you why. I could not tell you why what what worked in the classroom worked until I got into psychology and neuroscience. And everything began to click because I began to learn how the brain learns. And then that's when things started to make sense, the why certain students achieve at certain things, why certain things, they were way better performance. And it's the same thing as adults. You know, when we learn how we shine, we begin to thrive instead of beating ourselves up over our weaknesses. Why do you think people naturally focus on weakness? Because I, with with the Gallup, we always focus on the top five, and uh, and they don't call the bottom thirty four a, a a weakness. It's just a lesser talent. Why do you think people focus on their weakness? Yes. So. What I realized is, again, the brain research, right? Understanding how the brain learns and how we perceive things. And so the brain is designed for one thing, and that is survive to thrive. We're all about survival. So in order to survive, we have to constantly be aware of anything negative around us. And that can be a negative expression. It can be negative words. It could be a negative action taken towards us, you know, physically or emotionally. And so for that reason, I think we are just innate to look for all of those negative things, weaknesses lesser, you know, strengths, whatever words we want to use there. But when we start looking at the strengths instead of the, what we're not great at doing, we begin to rise into who we are, right? We begin to, to shine in that way, but you have to teach yourself because your innate ability is to look for all of the negatives. It, I've had to teach myself and I still catch myself. Other people catch me, you know, right. and saying, wait, Levana, hold on. I'm like, right. Oh, yes. Catch me. Like, cause I'm human too. Yeah. So, so it's part of that, um, uh, limbic fight or flight mechanism in our brain that's that's making us react or be proactive so we don't have that negative. Uh, yes, yes, you're right. Well, so limbic is all about that emotion, but in, within the limbic system, you have the amygdala, and the amygdala is it's one thing is cares about your survival, and it's filtering every single sound, temperature, words, actions. Everything is getting filtered through there, and the brain is deciding is anything a threat. And then you have the reptilian brain in the very, very back, you know, the base of your skull. And that's going to be where it's all about the fight, flight, freeze. And so your brain is designed to do those actions. And so I think it's incredibly fascinating the fact that we find ways to learn, ways to sit and pay attention. And just the creativity of what we do. Our brain is beyond well, any other, of course, <laughs> but yeah. it's just, it's fascinating to me that how we do this. What's the major thing that teachers or maybe corporate executives are looking for when they, when they, when they want you to come in and talk to, to their people, whether it's teachers or executives or staffers or whatever, what are they looking for? 
I think it's a little different in education and corporate. Um, the words are a little different. So I would say corporate, it's more of the engagement, you know, the happiness, because happiness, people are finally realizing that leads to productivity. So you can want your, all your employees to come in and work, you know, nine to five solid and get everything done they need to get done and just skyrocket the financial aspect or the reach that that company has. But if your people aren't happy, they're bringing all that baggage in with them. And that's definitely going to affect because the brain is now focusing on that and running energy on it instead of being in a place of I'm good with who I am. And yeah, this may be happening in my life, but we're going to get through this. It's that mindset. You know, when Carol Dweck talks about a fixed and a growth mindset, right, right. that's exactly what this is. Um, education, they use the word achievement, you know, over productivity. I think, you know, synonyms right. basically. Same thing, yeah. Yes, but it's the same thing. If we want our students to learn, we have to put them into a learning state. And so they're coming with all the social-emotional learning that needs to be done. So really social-emotional wellness, social-emotional well-being. And we're finally seeing that in education as well. But we put the brain into a state of learning. Now you're going to see the achievements skyrocket. So they're both going after the same thing. you know. And I think the underlying piece that we have to realize is people need to understand that, that happiness within yourself and how to get there. And then to take that, what are my stories that I'm creating? you know, in my own head. And are are they really true stories? Are they, what I talk about in my keynotes and my sessions with people in workshops is that, you know, you can have words and, but when you keep hearing these words over and over, they actually become a belief, but it does not mean that belief is truth. Right. Right. And I think you've got to start in the classroom with the teacher, right? So you're working with the teacher and then, then it trickles down to the students. That's your hope, I'm sure, right? And that was what I didn't see. I didn't see that teachers are bringing their own baggage. Teachers are burnt out right now. They're spent. More and more demands are coming down the pike and nothing's being taken off. It's almost as if the feeling is, or maybe the feeling actually is, I should say, that they're not good enough because there's more to do. There's more to learn. There's different strategies and behavior and more phone calls and emails. And the list goes on and on. And rightfully so, they feel that way. So we have to switch it. And a way to switch it, though, is that we have to help them with their social-emotional wellness. And figure out how do they change the lens of how they view things, too? You know, I often say your brain believes what you tell it. And so if, if that's true, because it is, right? What mm-hmm. you tell your brain, you believe, again, going from thoughts into beliefs, is that when teachers come in and they begin to form a belief about them as a teacher, that dramatically affects how they teach, which then affects our students. So that's exactly what I realized, is that we have to help our teachers first. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, there's not a lot of funding when it comes to that direction. Um, But we can, and more and more is coming, I will say that. Um, But what we can do is when, because this is the approach I had to take for a while, and I'm seeing a shift now, but I would come in to give mindset and social emotional wellness of how you do it in your classroom and how you find the strengths and passions of your students and how do you keep that inspiration going? How do you teach them to take action through navigate to be the exceptional student they're supposed to be or the person they're supposed to be? By teaching that way, it reached the teachers. Right. You right. Know, so sometimes you have to come in one way yeah, to that's get right. the other way. That's right. That's but right. You, that's where you get creative, right? That's right. That's right. Well, and 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 what are some things that our listeners can do? to empower ourselves. What do you, you know, because you said you have to give the right messages to your brain. What are some things we can do? I think one very, very first thing you do is be aware of your thoughts. We have so many thoughts a day and we're not even aware of the impact they have on our life. So having an accountability partner that when you're talking to someone and you're saying something negative about yourself, boom, catch it. 
at that partner, whether it's a code word that you say, just as a, a laughing point, not a, why are you being negative? You know, maybe the word is butterfly, mm-hmm. you know, something butterfly and they're like, oh, caught myself Got as being yeah. negative. Right. Good. But then also with yourself, like I am a, by nature, I'm a pretty positive person. I've had to adjust things, especially about myself. And so one day, Judy, I said, you know what? I'm going to, as much often as I can, I'm going to catch my thoughts about myself. And at the end of the day, I was shocked, shocked at how many negative things I said about myself. So be aware of your thoughts. Yes. And then yes. control. Because some people would say, well, they just fly into my head and I can't do that. And I'm thinking of mainly, uh, you know, I work with a lot of college students yeah. and uh, a lot of prospective college students. And I think they see all of the glamour and all of the good stuff on social media. And I think that's a, I'm sure you've talked a lot about that. And you've got some good, good resources on your website about that as well. Mm-hmm. But how do, you, how do you teach people that might be seeing everything is uh, rosy out there uh, and, they're, and they're putting it back in the, on themselves? And I think that's a huge issue we're having. You know, it's a comparison. It's a FOMO, as they say, fear of missing FOMO, out. yes. Right? And so I think it's the danger of social media. So for most of us, we are posting things that are happy, things that are wonderful in our life. But it doesn't mean that there's nothing going on behind that. You know, the thing is, is we're not going to post that. Now, some people do, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're not going to share our dirty laundry because, one, it's really not anyone's business. Right. Right? We're trying to deal with it and go through it. And, two, it's not the right platform. And so, for me, this is where people have to understand what you are seeing is one thing. The second thing I'm going to say is that as you scroll through, you're seeing the person who bought the new home, the person who got the car that they wanted, the person whose child got into the school of their dreams, you're seeing all of this. And what happens is we start to compare as if it's one person having all of that. So the perception becomes, oh my goodness, five people I just saw on social media, there's this, 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 but in our mind, we see it as one person. And we're like, I don't have that. I don't have that. That is my dream. I'm on my way to that. And I don't have that. And you just told yourself, I don't have, I don't have, what are all the things you do have though? And so it goes back to even self-look at strengths, not yeah. physical things, but even emotional or the greatness about you. We, talk, we, we call ourselves lions of greatness and shine. And that's exactly what everybody is. But the moment you start comparing, you start to down, come down. So whether if I, like when I work with teachers, I share with them, you have to understand when you see the teacher who does the most amazing bulletin boards. You have the teacher who handles every, every behavior management issue. Right, That child gets sent to you and you can handle it. You have the one with the most engaging lessons. You have the one who has creative lessons. And you see all this and you start comparing and you're thinking, okay, I'm not at that level. I'm not even close to that. That I'm terrible at. Okay, that I do rock at. But immediately you compared and there's four things or three things against your one or two that you saw. And you're immediately going, oh my goodness, I have all this work to do. I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. What if, and this is the same for corporate, what if we came together and we shared the strength. So Judy, you're amazing at podcasting. We'll use that just as a quick example. Mm-hmm. I, let's say I, I look at you and I go, oh my goodness, I don't even know how she does the podcasting. How did she figure this out? How does she do it? How does she have the time? And let's say I start comparing because I'm like, you know what? Someday I'd like to have a podcast. And now I'm going, yeah, but Judy's way ahead of me. I, I won't be able to do it. And I'm not good as Judy. Judy is so phenomenal. She knows what to ask. I went down this whole rabbit hole comparing myself against you instead of my owning my own strengths. So what if, though, I want a podcast and I say, hey, Judy, I am thinking about doing a podcast. Would you be willing to help me? What are three steps I need to do to get started? Mm-hmm. And then I, you come to me and you say, hey, Lavana, I'm having a, t- a day of where I am really negative in my head. Right. 
Help me with that. Yes. Yeah, help me with that. And you that. see how we yeah. collaborate now, yeah. and we create the, this, this whole community, this culture, where everybody is unstoppable, and you honor and value each other. Well, how do we get to that point? That's that's the that's the challenge, right? And, Bring me in. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and again, it's knowing that there is a need for that. And I think people might not realize that there's another way for them to live in their own skin, to actually be and think. Um, I really like what you said about controlling the messages and the input. Um, what else do you tell your your clients about about how to do that? The actual how is it is it visual cues? Is it messages that they leave in front of them? Is it what are some tricks and tools you could share? Mm-hmm. So it could be a post note with a word of affirmation or something that for you again it could be butterfly. It could be checkpoint like pause. What is it that I've done? And post a note, I would put everywhere. You know, I'd put on the steering wheel of the car. I'd put it on the back of the toilet. Like, you know, if you're a male, you see that or, you know, (laughs) whatever it works there. Um, It could be in your kitchen cupboard or when you open the door, you know, but you put those that it's just that checkpoint of reminder. Oh, that's right. Have I done this? Oh, that's right. What are my thoughts been about myself today? What am I questioning? Um, there's also uh, setting a reminder on your phone, you know, where the, the alarm goes off and you're just doing, maybe it's every 30 minutes. And it's just your quick little reminder of, again, a checkpoint. Where am I in this process? And am I catching these thoughts? Because again, if you don't catch them, then they continue and they continue. I love um, Dr. Daniel Amen talks about ants and he calls them automatic negative thoughts. And so our brain has all these automatic negative thoughts that come in. So I love his little acronym of ants. I took it a step further and I think about it as if I came to your kitchen and I put a little breadcrumb on the counter and one little ant found it. What else is coming? The entire colony. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Your brain is no different. You put one little bad That's thought. a visual. Exactly, <laughs> right? I got that visual in my head now. <laughs> they are pouring in. They got their yeah. whole trail That's going right. there and That's back. Right. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yes. Well, it's no different to me in your brain. You allow one negative thought and you may think it's not a big deal. Was, I've always had this. No, but it's true. And then more are coming. And that really does become that belief. Do you recommend that, say, we do a, a um, sort of an audit or an analysis and then take a full day and just gauge that and then work from there? I'm thinking of a process or a strategy that people would say, oh, I don't have 30 minutes to do that all the time. But if they set a, a Sunday afternoon and just did a four-hour period or something, I mean, what's the process that I can get from point A to point B? Absolutely. I would, I would do, like, let's say it's the time factor. So if, let's say it's a Sunday afternoon where you aren't inter- necessarily interrupting work time, then I would still set a timer every 15 or 30 minutes. And whatever it is, you write down and the thoughts that you've had. The thing is, is that you have to become aware of those thoughts, but that's a starting point. But it's amazing how many thoughts we don't even realize comes into our head. But the moment you have one, when you record these down, but the moment you have one, you need to question yourself. Is that true? Right? So I have a thought. Is that true? And part of you, because of past experiences and past story you solidified, you may say yes. And But you really have to ask yourself, no, is that actually true? If I ask my best friend, is that true? And ask your best friend if you need to. Ask your significant other, is this true? Because you, sometimes we need to hear it from outside sources to then begin to question. But I think it's, a, it's the strategy is first becoming aware of it. It really is. Becoming aware, fact check, and then empower and take action. Empower and take action. I would say take action as in reframe it or how would you rephrase it? Right. So if I, if I say, for example, I'm not enough, is that actually true? And my reaction might be, yeah, it is true. And then that's when I need to turn to somebody else and say, is it true that I'm not enough? And they, of course, 
Yeah. And they say, what does that mean? Exactly. Because everybody's enough. Yeah. Yes. And so the question that I would ask that person to do is now dig deeper into the past. Where did you get that? Why do you think it's not enough? Why, 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 why? Because eventually you're going to go, oh my goodness, it's because of my relationship with my father, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be Mm -hmm. for that person. Mm -hmm. Or it takes me back to the moment in time where a friend that I thought was a friend who was not actually a friend said this to me and everybody turned against me. Mm-hmm. We bring all of that with us to the current state we are today. So I love the strategy of being able to just become aware, do the fact check, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, question yourself, is this really true? And if you're telling yourself yes and it's a negative thought, I want you to go ask three other people that you know and ask okay. them, is this true? Now, I would not ask the person that, for example, let's go back to the father example. I would not go to the father and ask, (laughs) you know, true people who really have your back, who are going to give you the feedback that you need and you have that great relationship. They're your cheerleader in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we all need those. We all, we all need a cheerleader. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's great. Well, speaking of your journey and everything, give us a little known fact that people might not know about you that you wouldn't mind sharing. Yeah. So I actually was not playing sports when I was in school, like elementary, middle, and high. And I had thought about doing it, but it really wasn't in line with what my family liked. And so I looked at the path of, okay, what about musical instruments? And that musical instrument ended up being, it was piano at first when I was younger, but then became the flute and the piccolo. And then I became the field commander of the marching band. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. And a lot of people are like, I thought you were a cheerleader because you just, you have this positivity, you have this energy. Nope. I was the field commander of the marching band. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. How can we accept that, that all of those different bends in the road are part of our journey? It's, that's exactly what it is. If you just nailed it right there, Judy, by by calling it that, it is a journey. When we talk about and you know the navigate and shine, it is. We say it's your journey, it's your story. And we, do, I, my degree is actually uh, my bachelor's degree is in special education teaching the hearing impaired. So I sign. So when we do shine, we actually teach how to sign self, heart, inspire, navigate, and exceptional. But when we do navigate, instead of doing search, which would be a navigate in sign language, we actually change it into navigate as if it was a path. But when we take our hands, our hands are literally parallel. So if your listeners were to put their hands up in front of them parallel to each other, like kind of like... I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Yes, parallel right there, right? Thumbs up and fingers are you know, aligned up on top of each other. And instead of going from, let's say you brought your hands to your chest and straight out, that's not what happens in life. We don't go from here to here in a straight path. So in our sign, which we're shine, we wave it, right? Like a winding okay. road. So if you imagine your parallel hands being a road and now you move them to the right and the left together, staying parallel, you now created the path and that's the journey. So if we understand that mistakes are going to happen. We're human, we're going to go off the beaten path and then, oh, shoot, that was my goal. Let me get back on. Oh, I was doing that. Let me get back on. Or this happened. Life happened. Mm-hmm. The point is not to worry about going from here to here as fast as you can. It'd be great if that was the way it was, but it's not. And each journey, each lesson that we take, we're learning about ourselves. And I think that's so cool. It's learning to embrace that I didn't realize about me. And if everything was easy, we wouldn't know that. Right. And I look back on everything that's happened in my life. And I've had a lot happen in my life. Negative. But every, when I look back now, it's played into who I am. Right. It's made me me. Right. And that's the E for exceptional. Embrace who that is. Don't worry about everything else. Embrace who you are. You need to come talk to all of my classes <laughs> and all of our businesses. I uh, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Great, great information. Judy, thank you for all that you're doing because you're, you're helping change the world because of podcasts like this, the reach 
that you that you have to change lives and for people like me to be able to share it, but we wouldn't have yeah. that without you. Right. Right. So we get the privilege of having a greater impact because of you. Is that so collaboration? It is collaboration. collaboration. I yes. love it. I love it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. Check out the show notes for more information about this episode. You can find this podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com or drjudyoscom at gmail.com. That's drjudyoscom at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.